You are tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network on jmandtheam.org and nachumsiegel.com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast.
Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another great edition of JM and the AM, JM and the AM, of JM Sunday here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Matas Weingast with you. We will try that again now that I cleared my throat. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another great edition of uh, JM Sunday here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Matas Weingast, and I am your host this morning. It's the 26th of February, the 30th day in the month of Shvat, which means that it is Rosh Chodesh Adar, and that means in just a few weeks it will be the holiday of Purim. Very exciting. In uh, Daf Yomi, it's Baba Basra, Daf 35, Chaf Hay. And uh, we have uh, some cooler temperatures than we did over the last few days here in our area. It's 37 degrees outside and mostly cloudy right now, going up to a high of 46 degrees and then down to 30 degrees overnight in Jerusalem right now, 68 degrees and sunny, going down to a low of uh, 49 degrees. We have a fantastic day here on the stream, on the show this morning. We're going to have Rabbi Goldwasser at 730 the uh, news from Israel in English live at 8 o'clock with Hannah Julian. And then I have a special guest in the second hour, Rabbi Tani Priro, who is director of Yagilu, which is a wilderness camp for boys. And we will talk about all the amazing events that uh, will take place during the summer program this year at that camp. And uh, then, as I posted on uh, on Facebook, don't change that dial all day long. It's going to be an amazing uh, series of programming. And uh, there will be, of course, the uh, live lunch. It's going to be moved up a little bit to 9.45. That's a live lunch encore from last Wednesday with Avrami. And then Nachum will be at the um, Nefesh Benefesh Israel Mega Event, ninth annual mega event, and he'll be broadcasting live from there in New York City from 12 noon. That will be carried here on the uh, stream. So make sure to keep tuned there. And uh, there will be a Saturday Night Seagull Encore at 3 o'clock today. So it is fantastic program. Of course, great music mix all day long in between everything. So uh, make sure to keep attuned to the Nachum Siegel Network. Nachum Siegel Network, NachumSiegel.com. The NSN app is a great way of listening. Please comment if you can. We'll Try to uh, get to some music requests if we're able to. It's a packed morning, and uh, we thank everybody for joining us this morning. We're going to get right to the music. And here is Simcha Liner with Simcha right here on JM Sunday. (laughs) 
Sunday, a few minutes before the bottom of the hour, and here by request from the Miami Boys Choir is Revach.
from the Miami Boys Choir here on JM Sunday. That was by request on the app. Thanks so much for everybody who uh, is uh, is commenting on the app and uh, and making requests. We're going to try to get to as many as uh, as possible. Um, and, uh, you know, my, my thanks again to everybody who's there. Or good morning to uh, YMK10, EB, uh, M.M. Senensky, Cool Dude, E. Lassen, Let's see who else is on here. Um, yep, okay, so those are the people that have commented so far and requested. Like I said, we'll try to get to as many as possible. Uh, things are moving fast here this morning on JM Sunday. We're going to have Morning Chizuk in a, just a minute or so, and then a surprise guest uh, coming up right after Morning Chizuk. We'll be speaking with Naomi Nachman about her amazing new cookbook. I'm very excited to speak to her about that. We'll talk to her for a couple of minutes on that, find out what's going on. We're going to do a full interview with her about the book probably next Sunday, uh, but we'll get that set and let you know during the week. And then at 8 o'clock, it's the news from Israel, live with Hannah Julian, and uh, then at about 830 we're going to be joined by Rabbi Tani Priro, who is the uh, director of Yagilu, which is a uh, wilderness camp. It offers a wilderness camp for boys during the summer. And we'll talk about all the events going on in that camp. Amazing. It, it sounds very, very exciting. So we'll speak to him about that. Then, uh, as I posted before, don't change that dial, because all day long you have to be on the Nachum Siegel Network. There is a live lunch encore with Avrami that happens every Sunday, but this time it's going to be at nine forty-five. It'll be a little bit um, a little bit earlier because there has to be enough time to uh, get into the live broadcast, which Nachum will be uh, hosting from the ninth annual Nefesh Benefesh Israel Mega Event in New York City, and that starts at noon today, noon to three. And uh, then there'll be a Saturday Night Seagull Encore with host Avrami from 3 to 4. And uh, that is going to be very exciting programming, music mix all day long. So make sure to keep it to um, to the Nachum Siegel Network, the NSN app, NachumSiegel.com. At this time, each and every Sunday through Thursday, we present to you Rabbi David Goldwasser, Rabbi Goldwasser's words 
And Esther Bas Rabbi Yosef Halevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. It says in the Talmud, Adar, when the month of Adar arrives, Marben Bisimcha, we increase our joy. A question that immediately arises is that it should say, Adar, when the month of Adar arrives, Tzrichim Lismoyach, we should rejoice. The Talmud tells us, however, that She'en Shechina Shoira, the Shechina does not dwell amid sadness. This instructs us that a Jew has to be besimcha, happy, the entire year. In addition, during the month of Adar, we increase that simcha even more. The Oitzim Agoliah says we have to be happier during this month than all the rest of the months of the year. The Rambam discusses the meaning of simcha at the end of Hilchas Yom Tov. From the words of the Rambam, it's clear that a person should strive for the simcha, the happiness of doing a mitzvah, in the love of Hashem. The Rambam terms this an avodah a huge undertaking. The connection between ava and simcha is that it brings together two separate entities. Therefore, when a Jew experiences true simcha, he is aware of a closeness to Hashem. When talking about simcha, our Svarim tell us two terms, Ava and Nedivus. The Svasemis elucidates this point and says that the simcha of Chodesh Adar is inherent in the declaration that was made concerning Shkolim and the needs for the Korbanus of the Mikdash. The fact that there was a special inspiration regarding the Shkolim, specifically at this time, serves as the gateway to the Simcha of the month. Like it says in the Megillah, and the month which had been turned about for them from sorrow to gladness. The Yalkut Avram cites that we are noeg, we are accustomed to hang a sign on the wall, when the month of Adar arrives, we increase our joy. In this connection, the Minchas Elozer cites the Talmud, when the month of Av comes in, we decrease our joy, so too when the month of Adar arrives, we increase our joy. The Minchas Elozer tells us that in truth, it's always important to be besimcha, to be happy. So why does it say, memaitin besimcha, we decrease our joy? The answer is that when Adar comes in, we increase the essence of holiness in the entire world with simcha. When Av comes in, we decrease the essence of impurity and unholiness also by being happy. Here we are given the guidelines for what happiness is supposed to accomplish. It is not only an end in itself, but rather it's a conduit through which one is enabled to attain a higher level in this world. May all of Klal Yisrael be zaycha, to have a joyous Adar and a joyous year. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Thank you, Rabbi Goldwasser, for those very uh, wonderful words, very timely words on this Rosh Chodesh Adar, the 26th of February, 30th day in the month of Shvat, and you are listening to JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Matas Weingast. We have uh, coming up the news from Israel at 8 o'clock in English with Hannah Julian, and then I'll be joined at 8.30 by Rabbi Tani Priro, who is the head of Yagilu. It's a wilderness camp, and we'll be talking about that 
uh, coming up at around 8.30. It gives me great pleasure and very exciting that I can I got this done this morning. I hope I didn't wake her up, but it gives me great pleasure to welcome to the air the one and only Naomi Nachman. Naomi, good morning. Hi, Mattis. How are you? Great, thank you. Naomi, of course, is the hostess of Table for Two on Friday mornings here on the Nachum Siegel Network. And uh, that in and of itself is an amazing thing. It's an amazing program, and it's amazing feed. You've been on there for how long now, Naomi? I want to say since the beginning, but I started a few months into season one. So that's, you, you've so been on I, for years and years. Yeah, I, it's now we're in season five now, and I started halfway through season one. And I think I've logged close to 150 shows. Right. Wow. Wow, you know, we are on, let me let me see what this is. Since you mentioned that, because I kind of keep tabs, and since you didn't do that, today is show number 231 of JM Sunday. Well, huh. that's amazing. Yeah. So you started, you actually started at the beginning of the season one. But yes. You must have done this earlier. Yeah, at the beginning of the uh, no, it just, the first uh, Sunday was Sunday morning after Sleekless, uh, right after Labor Day, uh, Right after the network launch, we we started this. So yeah, so thank you for that. And uh, you also, of course, are known as the Aussie Gourmet because you're from a, a country down under there, uh, somewhere far yep. away. Uh, a, a, a next to which they found a new continent, but that's a whole other um, that's a whole other story. Uh, really, I didn't know this. Yeah, they found like it's now called like Zealandia or something like that. There's a, a whole thing under there. I don't know, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> anyway, we are not here to talk about geography. We are here to talk about your brand new, exciting cookbook called Perfect for Pesach, subtitled Passover Recipes You'll Want to Make All Year Round. It is by you. Can you imagine that? You did this. I can't. I can't believe it. I'm still in shock. I can't believe that uh, this actually happened. I'm sure. Thank now, you, Art Girl. <laughs> and uh, thanks to you, and thank you to Miriam Pascal, who uh, was your photographer for this. And uh, But I'm curious. Now, let me just let the audience know. We're here to just talk about for a minute uh, the book signing and the book launch that's coming up in the next few days. We're going to have a full interview with you, hopefully next Sunday. We'll see what we can schedule there. But... Um, who was your? You, know, you wrote the book and you did the recipes, and Miriam took the pictures. Who was your official taste tester team? Uh, <laughs> that's very funny. Um, very good question. No one's actually asked me that. The team. Hey. I, I didn't have tasting <laughs> parties. There was no time. I found out about this book two days after Sukkot, and so I got a hold of the book uh, February twenty fourth. So it was a very oh. quick process. Wow. The recipes have been developed for the last 13 years for my Pesach catering business, um, and I give cooking classes and food demos. So I've always been writing recipes. So 80% of them like were, were already done um, and were being used for my catering business. I would say a whole bunch of them, like 10%, were just in my head. So I had to write them, test them. Wow. Um, and then some we wrote brand new as we were going along. So it was a really interesting experience. Spur of the, the moment. testers were the people in the that in the, I call it my test kitchen, which, which was my own personal kitchen in my <laughs> house. Um, so those people were very involved in testing and tweaking and everything. And then we sent everything out to be tested as well. So everything was triple tested. Beautiful. Uh, and of course, my family is my biggest critic. So you received the book. The book uh, actually was, was completed and uh, printed and published, and you saw it uh, last week. Uh, I understand that you did some signings uh, of, of the books for those who ordered from art school before a certain time last week. Uh, yeah, uh, I went I went down and I signed 63 books. Wow, wow. Um, now, when is the uh, book launch? Official okay, book so launch. I've got, 
Uh, the official book launch is Monday night at, in Gourmet Gladden, Cedarhurst from 7 p.m. to 8.30. Marcus, I'd love if you could come. Is it op- it's open to the public? It's open to the public, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Everyone, everyone is welcome to come down. I'm going to do a little cooking demo. I'm going to give a little talk. And then we're going to uh, have some wine pairings with the food that I'm making. Uh, with royal wines and a oh, wow. coming down. Now, will um, um, will will the book be available for sale there? And of course, people can buy the book. Excellent. I can sign it. You can buy one for your friend, your mother. Of course. Well, you know, people have to buy two copies of this book. I hope everyone realizes. Because, yes, you know, uh, a lot of people will have it for Pesach and they'll keep it for Pesach. Uh, but, but then you want it for all year round. And, you know, many people will not take the book and, and uh, use it all year round and then use it on Pesach for the fear that maybe some chametz was in there. And I don't think they want to toivel the book or anything like that. or and Not toivel the book. I don't think they want to costume the book, rather, for or Pesach, that'd be a little bit difficult. Can't use a blowtorch on it; that would defeat the purpose. So, you know, they're going to have to buy two books, really. Um, you know, honestly, you. for that, everything's everything's got fresh recipes, fresh. I mean, fresh ingredients. Um, there's a, everything has like a, a freezer tip. And what the beauty of this book was, and how we came up the name was, we were making some of the recipes, and they're for my regular recipe collection. You know, for my okay. regular repertoire of stuff. I'm like. I was taking a picture of something with my iPhone before it was going out to be, you know, officially shot with Miriam Pascal. Right. So she's so talented. And I'm like, wow, this recipe is so perfect for Pesach. It's a regular salad recipe, a regular roast. It was something I can't exactly remember. I'm like, wow, that's perfect for Pesach. Mm. And I'm like, wow, that's a good yeah. name for a book. Let's ask Kadari, and he loved it. Absolutely. Kadari is Lodowitz, head of art scroll yep. for the cookbook. Yeah. Um, and 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 it was just it's just great recipes that you you'll use. They're my Shabbat recipes. They're my weekday recipes. They're my Sunday barbecue recipes. But they work for pizza. Right. Uh, Naomi Nachman is uh, with us this morning, talking a little bit about the book. We'll, again, we'll have a full interview once I once I see some of the recipes and maybe even try them out uh, ahead of time. Uh, I can then you know be more. Uh, knowledgeable in what I'm asking. Uh, and, and by the way, you mentioned uh, Art School, an amazing uh, publishing house. I don't know if you know the history of how Art School basically began, um, but, it, but it began with a, um, a Megillus Esther. The Megillus Esther is the first book that they published, the first Safer that they published with a special commentary. And I don't have the name in front of me, but it was, it was in memory of someone who had passed away uh, recently, and uh, and and people got together and did this safer in that person's memory, uh, and that's what started it so many years ago with Miguel Sester. So it's very timely that it's uh, happening right before Purim here. Right, it's fantastic. They're an amazing Rabbi Mayor's lot of He's yeah. unbelievable. He, he, he is. gave me his time, and he's such an unbelievable uh, person. And and he thanks me for letting me. Do my book with you. Wow. I'm like, no, the honor was mine. <laughs> wow. For you uh, to publish my book, but I have a, I, if you want to let everyone know, I'm book signings in um, Monsi this week yep. on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'll be with Nachum for live lunch sponsored by Manashevitz. I'll be doing a demo. There'll be a book signing on Wednesday, 12 at Wesley Kosher. And this Monday, sponsor of um, Table for Two, one of my segment sponsors of Kitchen Gadgets is Kitchen Click. Mm. And I'll be there this Monday in Flatbush. Wow. Avenue L, um, doing um, a book signing there, so people can come there too. What about in Jersey? Anything uh, going on here? Um, 
not yet. Not yet. No, no Teaneck or Elizabeth Passaic, no nothing yet. Uh, no, no Teaneck. I'm like crazy busy swamp. Okay. I'm trying to run my Pesach catering business amongst all of this. I don't have time. But your local Judaica stores happen. Support your local Judaica. You can buy it through my website. You can buy it on Amazon. Great. You can buy it, of course, on artsgold.com, wherever Jewish books are sold. They Excellent. Will be there. Excellent. Uh, by the way, am I, am I the first uh, Nachum Siegel Network host to have you on since you actually um, had the book and signed Yes, that is correct. Ah, excellent, I was, excellent. <laughs> I was on Miriam's show twice before the book came out, right. and on show before the book came out. Right. But you're the first one. Excellent. Been, well, I, I wanted uh, to get you on... Uh, thank you. I wanted to get you on this morning because I know that uh, every uh, host is going to have you on at some point in time on the network. At least they better, otherwise I'll have a conversation with them. But every host <laughs> is going to have you on at some point, and certainly will promote the book. Uh, but I really appreciate you joining me this morning. As I said, I do want to discuss the book with you more. Uh, you know, once once I see it here, hopefully this week, and uh, and we can talk about that. And um, I guess that's the be- you you just mentioned the ways of ordering it, Art Scroll, Amazon. Uh, you also mentioned your business for a second, as I mentioned earlier, the Aussie Gourmet. And people can go on your website and they can order Pesach food ready made. Uh, yeah, but but, I'm basically but sold out. exactly so that that's what I was going to say. If they, if you want to do it, get on the bandwagon now because you're going to have to order for next year already because it is that yeah, popular yeah, really. and, and 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 the food you make is. A, Obviously, you know, absolutely fresh and amazing, and uh, and then they get it frozen. They get it frozen, right? Right, but you can't make it the last minute. It's not like something where somebody's going to call you a week beforehand and say, "Hey, I need these things." No, it's planned. It's done ahead of time, and you make sure to have everything delicious and ready and done properly without a rush. So, uh, next year, you know, people can do that. Matthias, can I? I I remembered about New Jersey. I'm going to be there tonight. I can't believe I forgot that. Yeah, I thought so. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be at the YU's Forum Sale today. Today, was, my book will be at the YU's Forum Sale today. Yeah. And I'm also going to be at the YTT event in Lakewood. I'm bringing 200 copies so people can buy them. And, and when is that? The booth. When is that? Tonight in, tonight in Lakewood, New Jersey at the YTT Expo. I can't remember the address. I, you'd have to That's look okay. It people up. will YTT look it up. Expo. Yeah, That's and fine. I'll be there at the Mishvacha booth with 200 copies if you want to buy it. Excellent. And also the See, I, so, knew that, I, knew there was, I knew there was something I in Jersey, something in, but I, I didn't know. want to say it in case something had changed. So, okay, great. Yeah, I'm no, glad. no, I completely forgot. And, of course, I was when I think New Jersey, I think of, like, you know, Teaneck and Passaic and Elizabeth uh, because it's a little bit closer to me. But I love right. going to Lakewood. I, they have great restaurants in Lakewood. Yes, yes, they do. Absolutely. Yeah, they have good stuff over there, so. Excellent. I'm excited to uh, go there tonight. All right, Naomi Nachman, the name of the book Thank is perfect you. for Pesach. Thank you so much for joining me this morning, and we'll hopefully talk to you next week and see you during the week at one of these wonderful events. Thank you, Matthias. It's always so great to talk to you and talk to your listeners. Thank you so much. Same here. Thanks again. Take care. Naomi Thank Nachman you. here on uh, JM Sunday, and her book, Perfect for Pesach, is available now Amazon. Um, Artscroll.com, so you can pick up a copy. Let's go back to the music. Here is uh, somebody who requested uh, a Shlomo Kabach tune. We had this set up, so we're going to play this one now. Uh, Hashivenu from last Shabbos and Golis, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network, JM Sunday. La 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 
Madua by uh, Ohad here on JM Sunday. Matis Weingast with you. And uh, we're going to get set to get to the news from Israel momentarily. Before that, we heard um, we heard uh, by request. We heard... <laughs> what did I just do with that? Oh, man. Madua, we heard a Shlomo Kabach presentation. And uh, coming up after news from Israel, we're going to get to uh, Ms. Bea Chadash from Yehuda Green. Today is Rosh Chodesh, after all. And uh, is Rosh Chodesh Adars. We're trying to do as many requests as possible. Um, I want to say hi to a listener, Yaakov, and uh, 
we will uh, we'll see what we can do. We'll get to as much as, as possible. While we wait for the news from Israel, I'll let you know that um, at 8.30, we will be joined by Rabbi Tani Priro of the Yagilu Wilderness Camp. We'll find out all about that. My thanks to uh, Stuart Schnee for setting that up. He is a great publicist in Israel. Look him up if you need help. If you need anything, go uh, check him out there. Uh, today on the program, as I said, we'll have that interview. And then uh, afterwards, great programming all day long. So do not leave. Do not leave the stream. Do not leave the Nachum Siegel Network all day. Uh, there's the live lunch encore with the host Avrami. That's at 945, a little bit earlier this week. And uh, the reason for that is uh, there is a special program at noon. NSN will be live at the Nefesh Penefesh Israel Mega Event. Nachum will be hosting that, of course, and uh, they'll be broadcasting live from the ninth annual Nefesh Benefesh Israel Mega Event taking place at John Jay College in uh, New York City, 524 West 59th Street. That is today. Make sure, well, if you want to go to it, of course you can go to it and you'll see Nachum live, but he'll be broadcasting live uh, and you can hear it. It's so exciting whenever that happens. Then at 3 p.m. there'll be a Saturday Night Seagull Encore with host Avrami. And uh, then uh, then great programming, great music mix all day long in between here on the uh, stream. I'm not sure about the court report, uh, whether there will be a uh, an encore presentation tonight or not. But that usually takes place at 7 o'clock with Elliot Weiselberg. So, you know, you'll be tuned in anyway so you can hear what's going on there. We encore at midnight, and you can also check us out on the... Uh, on the archives. My thanks again to Naomi Nachman for joining me this morning and uh and um for joining me this morning and uh discussing her brand new cookbook, Perfect for Pesach. Very, very exciting. So uh she's gonna be at some book signings tonight in Lakewood. Tomorrow's a book launch uh at uh I hope I hope I write it, wrote it down a gourmet glot and then she'll be in um in Munsley, Wesley Hills uh, and other places, her books will be available at the YU's Farm sale. So it's very, very exciting times for her. And we congratulate her uh, as uh, as as both an, uh, an author of a cookbook and, of course, as a uh, a host here on the Nachum Siegel Network. So many things to uh, to be excited about. Okay, it is time for the news from Israel. <laughs> Drop late, sorry about that. Uh, Connor Julian, Middle East news analyst and senior correspondent at JewishPress.com. Joins us every Sunday morning to bring us up to date on the latest happenings in the state of Israel. Good morning, Chana Julian. Good morning, Matis. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu told Australia's Foreign Affairs Minister Julie Bishop this morning that Israel must retain security control over Judea and Samaria in order to keep the state of Israel safe. He told the minister that it's possible to look at security alternatives in Gaza. This is the first time he's said that, at least in public. For the first time, Netanyahu suggested that international forces might be able to monitor Gaza and handle the terrorism issues there. He also talked about the need to prevent pressure on Israel from the International Criminal Court at The Hague. They also talked about the nuclear threat from Iran and its support for terror in the Middle East. They also agreed to improve cooperation in security, intelligence, economy, and technology between the two nations. Netanyahu's visit this week in Australia came after an historic visit to Singapore, 
Now he's returning to Israel. 3,000 people took to the streets in Haifa to protest a petition by Haifa Chemicals to allow its ammonia tank to stay open. The tank is located in Haifa Bay, and it's been openly named as a military target by the Lebanese Hezbollah terrorist organization. The tank was closed for 10 days due to a local court, which ruled the tank could be a serious danger to public health. But the deadline for that ruling ran out last week, and now thousands of Haifa residents are outraged. A report by experts at the Technion Institute of Technology says the tank is a ticking time bomb that should not remain in a populated area. Moreover, the report says that an ammonia ship that enters the bay each month to supply the tank is like a ship that carries five primed atom bombs, and it creates a major security risk for the city. According to the report, any leakage from this tank for any reason could create a deadly cloud of poison that could kill over half a million people, depending on which direction the wind blows. Local schools closed at noon today in order to allow students to participate in the protests. The Haifa District Court says it will rule on the fate of the tank no later than Wednesday. Health Minister Yaakov Litzman says he's going to uh, order hospitals to stop treating Syrian refugees. That's going to start beginning next week. The order will go into effect unless the government agrees to take on the burden of paying for their care. The government has ordered the hospitals to care for the Syrian refugees. There's been a, a disagreement going on between the health ministry and the rest of the government over who is going to pick up the tab for the Syrian refugees, which budget, which budget that's going to come out of. The defense ministry has issued its report on victims of terror. A total of 456 people have been officially recognized this year by the defense ministry as victims of terror. That recognition brings with it certain social benefits. Since the year 2000, a total of 20,761 people have been recognized by the ministry as victims of terror. United Airlines flight UA-954 from San Francisco to Tel Aviv made an unscheduled stop today that was in Houston, Texas, while they were on the way to Israel. The detour came after crew members smelled smoke in the cockpit of the aircraft. Representatives for United Airlines and Israel say that the issue is under investigation. Let's have a quick look at the weather now. It's a beautiful day, nice and sunny, the high in the mid-60s in Jerusalem. But the clouds are coming back tonight, and we're expecting the temperature to drop back into the 40s. Cloudy again tomorrow, the temperature back up into the 60s. Looking ahead to the rest of the week, we'll see a mixture of sun and clouds on Monday and Tuesday, a possibility of scattered showers Tuesday afternoon, leading into some rain on Wednesday. Chodesh Tov, everyone. Have a great month, a great week. Marbim Simcha. I'm Hannah Julian for JM Sunday. Thank you so much, Hannah Julian. Much appreciated. Uh, we have the news from Israel in English every single Sunday morning here on the Nachum Siegel Network, and thanks for bringing us up to date on what's going on. Uh, it is uh, 8.08, eight minutes after the top of the hour, and uh, we are going to go to some music momentarily. I uh, just wanted to let you know that we're here for the next uh, 52 minutes, and there's a lot going to be happening in that time. A lot of music, a couple of requests, including, what, what do we have up next? 
Which one is Mizbeach Chadash? Mehuda Green is up next. That was by request for somebody on the app. We're trying to do as many uh, requests as we can. We'll be saving some of the Pesach Pur, Pesach Purim music for next week and uh, the week after that because the week after that is Purim. Next week is the week before Purim. Makes sense. And we're going to be here on Purim. We will have a show on Purim. We're trying to figure out now what we're going to do, what our format might be. Uh, my thanks to uh, Miriam L. Wallach, the general manager of the Nachum Siegel Network, uh, who has uh, canvassed some great ideas out there. So we'll see what we're going to do. Make sure to keep it tuned. Uh, coming up at 8.30, my interview with um, Rabbi Tani Priro of uh, Yagila, which is a wilderness camp. Uh, and we'll talk about that. That's uh, going to be then. And music. And of course, you must keep it to the stream all day long. It's just easy thing to do. Just keep it on. Because for one thing, besides the encore pro- pro- presentations we have and programming and the music mix, Nachum will be live at the Nefesh Benefesh Israel Mega Event today at noon, broadcasting from there. And uh, you can hear that on the stream and see it at NachumSiegel.com. So an amazing day on the network today. So keep it tuned. As promised, here is Yehuda Green, Mizbeach Chadash, here on JM Sunday.
קולות לא מבינים, לא יודעים איך להגיב, להתמודד עם היריב. אנו רצים והם רצים, שאלה את מה רוצים, האם את השושנה או את הקוצים? רוחות רצות ורעמים שמתחזות ומנשבות בנעימים, אך ברגע משתנים, והנעים כבר לא נעים. בין כל השועלים ולכל השועלים, אנחנו לא מוותרים, לא מוותרים. ממעמקים, על המהר תרסר, אוכל המרחקים, בחוצות ובשווקים, ובחדרי חדרים.
Shlomit acts with the Hiha Chodesh, very appropriate, because today is Rosh Chodesh, Rosh Chodesh Adar, which means that uh, Purim is in two weeks from today. We will be here, and we will have programming on uh, Purim morning. So make sure that you join us then. We'll be here, of course, next week also. Uh, now let's talk about today for a second. We're going to be uh, joined uh, by a special guest in just a moment. But after the show is over, we have a, a music mix on the stream. And then the live lunch uh, encore with host Avrami will take place a drop early today at 9.45. And that is in order to set up the schedule for the rest of the day, which is that at noon, Nachum will be broadcasting live from the Nefesh B'Nefesh Israel Mega Event that will be taking place at the John Jay College in New York City. And that's the ninth annual event there. So that will be live uh, from 12 to 3. So there's no reason to change that channel. (laughs) No reason to go to any other spot. You stay with the, uh, you can see it at NachumSiegel.com. You can listen to it on the NSN app. Um, so stay with that all day long. Then at 3 o'clock, Nachum Siegel, a uh, Saturday Night Siegel, encore with host Avrami. And uh, and then great music mixed throughout the day. So it is, uh, it is a packed schedule, and uh, we are happy to be a part of it today. My thanks again to Naomi Nachman, who joined us earlier to talk about her new cookbook, Perfect for Pesach. And uh, right now it's time for our special guest. It gives me a great pleasure to welcome to the airwaves the uh, director of uh, Yagilu, which uh, is a, um, a wilderness camp for boys. We'll find out all about that. Uh, Rabbi Tani Prero, welcome to JM Sunday. Hmm. Are you there? No, I think we may have. Let's, let's see if we can uh, get a connection here. We'll have to do a quick callback and uh, hopefully get that on. While we're doing that, I'll mention again that um, the the programming continues all day long here. Uh, We were going to try to get, we may even be able to get Nachum on uh, before the end of the show to find out if, uh, to find out more about what's going on and let's Uh-oh. see if we have hi good morning <laughs> i'm sorry we got disconnected right away so let me say again that uh, rabbi uh, tani prero is the director of uh, yagilu wilderness camp we'll find out more about it rabbi prero welcome to jm sunday thank you Marcus. thanks for having me sure thing so rabbi prero um yagilu is a wilderness camp that's been around for a number of years why don't you give us a background of it tell us what it is okay um, the idea of the camp is that through experiences in the wilderness and adventures in the great outdoors, the kids have a great time in the summer. They learn a lot of survival skills, and they also gain a lot of life skills that they can take with them throughout the year. Now, this takes um, place this summer, uh, and there are two sessions, I believe, June, a June session, and a, a, July, a June to July, and a July to August session. Where does it take place? Right. In Swan Lake, New York, mm. right next to Maginav. Oh, very nice. And this is for boys from what grades to what grades? Boys going into 6th grade and goes all the way up through all of high school, going into 12th grade and even coming out of 12th grade. Oh, wow. So you have a, a, a very diverse group. Uh, and we'll talk about the different um, activities that happen during this uh, during this camp, but it's not a, you know, it's not like a regular camp where they're just outdoors. This is a specific type of uh, outdoor wilderness training 
camp, probably very intensive to a certain extent, but a lot of fun, I'm sure, and, and very satisfying. Yeah, the the boys who come, they have a great experiences, and they leave very satisfied, like you're saying. Um, and through the course of it, they they have the experience in the outdoors, and at the same time, we've also got the regular, I guess, call them old time camp comforts, like normal dining room, uh, food, and on plastic plates and things like that that, that they expect in comfortable beds. And through that, uh, during the activities, they learn a lot of different skills. They learn how to make bows and arrows, and they learn how to make rafts that they actually float on in our lake. Um, they go on hikes, and they can make bonfires in all different kinds of situations. So the focus. They learn a lot of different. Right. So the focus, excuse me, is on um, learning some of those wilderness uh, activities and uh, and training for wilderness, and I guess that's what makes it different uh, from other camps. Exactly. It's really a unique experience because the boys who come gain a sense of proficiency. They know that they can, if they're ever going to be in a survival situation, or in any other life situation, they learn both practical hands-on skills that they'll be able to use, like how to survive, uh, and also attitudes that will help them not only in survival situations, but also in just regular life situations that can be quite challenging, too. Now, you had mentioned that uh, similar to other camps, uh, sleepaway camps or outdoor camps, um, there are regular meals and things like that, but do you have the uh, the campers uh, go fishing, catch their own fish, uh, cook their own fish, clean, things like that? You know, they really survive sure, in the outdoors? Sometimes we do that. Yeah, we, there's one day where we have an event called the Forest Feast, and there the boys learn how to identify different wild edible foods, such as different plants and fruits that grow on different trees, and also fishing. And they do that. They go out and they make a whole feast using only what they can find in the forest. That's amazing because you get to teach them not not only how to do this but what to look for. Uh, and uh, we'll talk about that. You, you're, the list of skills that you have here that the campers will learn, you know, it's very exciting. I, I have my own spin on it. Like you say, they'll learn leather work. I call that putting on tefillin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> understanding the language. They put on tefillin every day. Of course. And they even get to make... They even make bags for their leather, a tillin bag, wow. sorry, for the tillin. They make a tillin bag and they make boxes for the tillin, too. Beautiful, beautiful. Understanding the language of birds, that must be very special because yeah, if you're teaching them to identify uh, what is what is happening in that, it's, it's amazing. And it's, you know, some people might, I don't know, they wonder how it could be done, but, uh, but that must be a very exciting, very interesting thing. There's an amazing feeling of of calm and of connectedness that the boys gain through exercises like learning how to understand the language of the birds. They learn to pay attention to the cycles of nature. They, they see sometimes there's a family of deer that walks through our campus and they do it at a certain time of day and a certain time in the evening. And the boys gain a, a sense of feeling a, a, part of, a part of this it's a very calming feeling. It gives them a lot of strength. Uh, and you mentioned here, for instance, there's a how to build a super treehouse, uh, which is great, but it's also taking nature and uh, and putting it to use. And I'm sure that it's a very spiritual environment overall. It is. It is. The, For example, the boys open up to davening in a new way, in a very fresh, I call it organic kind of way. It's natural davening. 
um, a Shabbos, the boys really appreciate because they're mastering nature. They're exercising mastery over nature for six days, the whole week. And then Shabbos comes, they let go. They feel Shabbos in a very deep and new way. That that makes sense because, you know, most of us are used to being at, at home on Shabbos. When you go out to shul, you go to different places. You know, you go for a walk, you go to somebody's house. But you're not really communing with nature, as it were, on Shabbos to understand that feeling of complete rest, for want of a better word, and uh, and, mm-hmm. and allowing that part of Hashem's world to infuse you on that day. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a very important experience, and so many boys, so many campers have told me over the years that their experiences in the Agilu have shaped the way they approach Shabbos for the rest of their life. Uh, well, absolutely, and I was going to mention that, that you've talked about a few things and alluded to a few things. This camp is a wilderness camp, but it is in a completely Torah environment. So anything you do, whether it's, like you said, uh, showing uh, on that day where, where they're um, uh, picking things from nature to eat and, and having that day, obviously it's all anything kosher in terms of animals, in terms of whatever they're getting, the fish, the, whatever it is. It's all within a Torah environment, every aspect of it of the camp is within a Torah Absolutely. environment. Absolutely. So, for example, before we go uh, picking berries in the forest, the boys go over the halachas of checking fruits and vegetables for bugs. Mm. It's very applicable because they're going to pick them, to pick the fruits, and they look for the bugs. Um, there's one group that spends Shabbos in the great outdoors, away from our camp, and some, on a campsite, and they learn Hilchus Erevin beforehand, and they set up Erev. Of course... <laughs> We have someone who's there, who, who is an expert in Hilchus Erevin, to make sure that they do it the right way. But everything that they're, all the activities that they're learning are presented in a Torah context. One of my favorites is before we chop down trees. Yeah. So I teach them uh, a part of Sefer Daniel, when Nebuchadnezzar had a dream about mm. someone cutting down a tree. Yes. Wow. That, that is an amazing time. It's probably something they have never learned about and would never experience. That connection. Right. It's, a, it's, it's a brand new experience, and through these new ideas and new activities, they learn to appreciate some of that concepts that they are more familiar with, but in a new way. Right, absolutely. You know, they hear a lot of things in, in yeshiva and in school, and then all of a sudden they're open to receiving those ideas and integrating those values in a, in a fresh way. And, and in a very practical way that they can see it and take away and, and say, oh, you know, I was there, I understand what this means in the context. I'm not just learning it, uh, you know, in, in a safer hearing about it. Uh, Rabbi, Rabbi right. Tani Prero is my guest this morning, director of uh, Yagilu, a wilderness camp. Uh, ha- uh, just uh, w- First of all, what's a contact uh, phone number or uh email address if people want to sign up for this my phone number the phone number for the camp is 847-773-7606 and for more information through email they can reach out to me at tani that's t-a-n-i at yagilu.com y-a-g-i-l-u.com great 847-773-7606 now for the for the boys that have to be there that want to go there rather uh and since it's outdoor and it's wilderness and you're trying different things is there have to be any special requirement in terms of of their physical abilities uh beforehand most most kids can do this whether they're 10 or 11 or you know in their teens most kids can do this uh if they can get up and walk to school in the morning they'll be 
they'll be okay. There are no special <laughs> fitness requirements. Okay. And when they're there, I, I guess if there's certain things maybe somebody doesn't want to participate in or, or can't or for whatever reason, since this is very different from the ordinary, I'm, I'm sure you know you make arrangements for that or work with them. Yeah, of course. All of these things are best discussed beforehand, but we're we're open to discussing as long as it can work with what the camp is doing. Right, exactly. We're well, happy to make it happen. Right, that's what I'm saying. Anybody who wants to go to this and who's interested should apply and talk to you about it. There's no prerequisite as such uh, that should you know prevent anybody from from applying for this. Right, and and I know this. I know coming in that kids are at all different levels of fitness. We make sure that we work them in slowly. We train them. We get them ready for what they need. There was even one boy who came, and I remember he was a little bit nervous about the first hike. Um, and we worked with him, and after camp, since then, he's been running a marathon every year. And he says that he learned how to do that because of the hikes in Yagilu. Wow, wow. So I'm sure you get feedback from people who are affected by this even years later. Sure, sure. And, and sometimes I get emails just out of the blue from a, from a former camper who's been thinking about his life and he looks back and he says, you know, I really learned a lot, Nyagilu. I really appreciate it. And thank you. Oh, of course. Those now, are very meaningful to me. Um, running as you are from, from uh, I guess your background is from, as I was told by all, from Stuart Schnee, who, uh, Stuart Schnee, who is the publicist who put us together. And I appreciate uh, what he does and, and uh, thank him, as I always do. He said that you're uh, in Israel by way of Chicago, Silver Spring, YU. And uh, you've been... You've been uh, you know, certainly traveling around and a very energetic person. Uh, what got you into mm-hmm. this? Why did you start this? I, when I became 18 or 19, I gained a new appreciation for camp now that I was able to be a staff member and in particular mm. for the great outdoors. There was just something that drew me and something very spiritual that, that drew me towards the outdoors. And at the same time, I was developing a, a passion um, and a value for Chinuch. My Rebbe from the Yeshiva Greater Washington, Rabbi Lapiansky, uh, mm-hmm. encouraged me to do that. And I was able to put the two ideas together, the nature wilderness, together with Chinuch and inspiring kids. Um, and then Rabbi Zev Freundlich, who has Yeshiva in Muncie called Shari Razin, mm-hmm. uh, really showed me how to do this and became a great mentor of mine. Excellent. Now, besides the camp, you also do seminars, uh, and I believe you're going to be in the New York and New Jersey area this week, as it happens. Uh, you had mentioned before That's we were right. talking, you're going to be at DRS on Wednesday, I think, and TABC on Thursday. Is that right? That's correct. I'll be talking about the camp on Wednesday, and then on Thursday I'll be leading special team-building workshops. Uh, I call those team-building with Tani. Yeah, those are very popular. I, I read some of the reviews about them, and people get very excited when you come in. You basically lead a, uh, it was a day-long or half-day-long workshop for uh, for students. Mm-hmm, yeah. They're for students. I've also done for families and for businesses who want to create more of a team feeling to increase their productivity. Ah. Uh, and this this past, over the past year, I've also begun doing staff trainings for for different day schools and yeshivas. Excellent. So that's a whole other aspect, but it ties in beautifully. And people can reach you at the same number and uh, email for any of those things that you do. Is that correct? 
That's right. All right, great. Any plans in the future for uh, opening this up? Uh, again, right now this is for uh, for boys, uh, basically from the Orthodox community going into sixth grade and right out up to right out of twelfth grade. Any plans for uh, uh, adults? Uh, like you know, somebody like me, you could probably use this, <laughs> or, or uh, girls groups, or you know, across the board. So the next two projects that I would like to work on is a girls camp. I'm definitely looking for people who, a separate girls camp, of course, I'm mm-hmm. looking for people who would be ready to staff such a program. Uh, got to find the right person who has the good mix of responsibility uh, together with, and Jewish commitment together with the ability to lead in the great outdoors. Uh, and as far as adults go, many have, have inquired, uh, and I'd certainly be happy to put together either a short trip or a long trip or a day trip for, for a group of adults. Beautiful. I've also led bar mitzvah trips Oh. Uh, where boys get together, 10 friends, and we go out into the wilderness for three days. Through a mix of hiking and survival skills, we also talk about very important topics that are that are coming up in the life of Bar Mitzvah boys. Interesting. And, and uh, we just have a, a few seconds left here, but uh, you're in Israel now. Do you run some of these programs in Israel? And if people want to come as a group to Israel, do you run programs for them? Sure, certainly. Uh, we run programs including hikes and the team building workshops uh, and survival skills workshops for those who are interested. Wonderful. Um, happy to accommodate those groups. Great. Rabbi Tani Prero, thank you so much for joining us this morning. It sounds like a very exciting um, uh, summer for those who want to join, and uh, people should contact you at 847-773-7606 or at uh, tani, T-A-N-I, at yagilu.com. Thank you again for joining us here on JM Sunday. Thank you very much, Matis. I appreciate it. Take care. It is uh, 847 in the morning, and... Um, we are going to go to a music for a bit and see if we can uh, connect with uh, with Nachum. So here is, uh, what do we have up here now? Mikdash Melech. Uh, is that what we have here? I don't even know. Yeah, Mikdash Melech here on JM Sunday. I'm a 
Mikdash Melech here uh, on JM Sunday. That was uh, from Avodah Shabalev. It is a few minutes before the hour of 9 o'clock when we get uh, set to wrap up. As I've been mentioning all morning long, today is an amazing day to uh, keep the stream on all day long and do not budge from there. Don't change that dial, as they used to say, uh, because among other things, uh, there is going to be an amazing event at 12 o'clock where Nachum Siegel will be um, broadcasting live from the Nefesh Benefesh Israel Mega Event. And, wow, coincidences of coincidences, who do we have on the air with us but the one and only Nachum Siegel. Good morning, Nachum. Good morning, Matis. Thank you so much. How are you doing? You're welcome. Great. So uh, fresh off the amazing Shabbos that I heard about from East Brunswick, uh, you were there at the Young Israel of East Brunswick, hosted there, and you had a great time, I heard. Yeah, it was a fascinating Shabbos. Um, a lot of listeners a lot of long-time listeners, um, a lot of people with uh, very enthusiastic things to say about the new direction of the Nachum Siegel Network. Uh, some people, as we continue to encounter, uh, you know, stubborn about taking 15 seconds out of their life to install the NSN <laughs> app. But I say that in a positive manner because I think our presence there finally convinced them to do it, which is nice. Good. And last night at the event that we had, the Q&A we had, I, I think every person sitting in the room who did not have the app in their phone now has it. So uh, so that's good. And, um, you know, as we continue to go through the uh, go through the season, we continue to pick up more and more listeners, which is wonderful. And to, uh, to have the East Brunswick community behind us is really great. And it's, uh, it's just amazing to me how many people we've heard of over the years, mm-hmm. names familiar to people like me and you, and I finally get to meet them this yeah. past weekend. It's, it's just uh, it's just so funny that uh, you know some of them I've been speaking to since the mid '80s. Yeah. Uh, so that was nice. It was great. Rabbi Unterman was a tremendous host. Oh, uh, nice. The um, uh, the uh, Rosenbaum's B and Ralph, uh, fantastic people. They took care of everything for us. Beautiful. And um, had an opportunity Friday night to speak about some of the highlights of my career. Shabbos morning, we spoke about Jewish unity during the sermon. And uh, last night did a Q&A, and a lot of stuff came up. And it was funny, because someone asked if I ever met Donald Trump. My, my, <laughs> okay. my, my answer was basically no. And then Gabriel Siegel, who's with me here this morning, yeah. says to me, what do you mean you never met Donald Trump? You were at that meeting a few months ago. with him. Oh, my gosh, I forgot all about it. <laughs> so it's, it's unbelievable. I'll tell you, the stuff that slips my mind sometimes right. shocks me. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, you've been to other places doing this, uh, spending Shabbos, and uh, you are you have a whole schedule to be doing this. If anybody wants to uh, to have you out there, they can contact you, and uh, I'd be more than happy to go. Yeah, sure. Let them write to us and um, make the arrangements. Absolutely. We'd love to get to more and more communities and to spread the word about the network. Before we get to uh, um, today's events and upcoming events, well, 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 any, any particularly strange or unusual question or surprising question that you were that was thrown at you this weekend um yeah someone asked you know someone asked a question i haven't heard in a while and i think there's a reason why uh if when we when we started to concentrate a lot on social media Mm -hmm. 
if we got a lot of pushback from certain elements in the community. Interesting. And the reason that that was an interesting question to me is because it really has been a long time since anybody's even brought that up. Right. Because we're so far from the days when there was so much opposition in the community to the Internet, to social media, et cetera, right. et cetera. Or if there is opposition, you know, now it's just you know muted to a great degree. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was interesting. That had not come up in a while. Uh, yeah, that is. And, and also it's because you, you've been on social media for so long and people see that this is a, you know, let's use the, hackneyed phrase but it's a kosher way of using it right you know and and what's out there is tremendous so today we're here focused on uh, on what's going on today Uh, no reason as i said to stay off the stream today everybody has to keep on it just straight the whole day ninth annual nefesh benefesh israel mega event taking place today at noon you're going to be broadcasting there from noon until what what time we'll go from noon to three as you say this is the day to keep the network on all through the day and and check in with us once in a while if you can't keep it in the entire day. Keep it on the entire day because it'll be a three-hour show. Very uh, very interesting guests. We always meet some uh, very dedicated Zionistic uh, individuals when we get to uh, the mega event. Uh, plus, I know that they are uh, being represented today, or they're being uh, or they're hosting, I should say, uh, mayors from different cities around Israel. So that mm-hmm. should be interesting to speak to people who are government leaders from around the country. And um, in addition, we have video up. The video will be up on the homepage at com, so you can really check in and just see what's happening there as we uh, conduct the conversations and go through the day. It's always a, it's a lot of fun. It's a big boost, uh, you know, for our for our Zionist muscles. <laughs> and, sure. And it's just uh, it, it's always a great event. So everyone, if you have an opportunity today at any point, make sure to tune in. We've moved the schedule around so that um, uh, the live lunch encore, etc., is all being taken care of. And between noon and 3 Eastern time, you'll be able to tune in and uh, hear us and see us from the mega event. And then what will be happening with Nefesh Benefesh over the next few days? All right, so tomorrow night, the Nefesh Benefesh homecoming happens down in Boca Raton at BRS, the Boca Raton Synagogue. I'll be uh, moderating the armchair conversation between Tony Gelbart and Rabbi Josh Fass. Mm-hmm. And the purpose is to celebrate 15 years of Nefesh Benefesh in the place where it all began, literally in that synagogue, is where it all started a conversation between the two of them 15 years ago. Amazing. So that's happening tomorrow night at 7. Everybody in Boca, and, and more, and even in East Brunswick, more and more people were telling me that they're hearing from their friends in Florida they plan on being there. If you know of anybody in Florida, or if you want to write to them and, uh, you know, through social media or email, if you want to tell them about the event tomorrow night, it's at Boca Raton Synagogue at 7 p.m. It should be not just a lot of fun, but a real inspiration to meet these two gentlemen and to hear the story of the last 15 years and how it all started. You know, if I'm not mistaken, uh, uh Rabbi Fess is from, um, I think, Highland Park. Yeah, he's from that area. That's yeah, right. he's definitely from that area. Yeah. Uh, so that's great, and I'm sure you have some great questions to uh, to field there also. Uh, and then what will be broadcast on the next few days again? On Tuesday, JM in the AM, it'll be um, uh, the bulk of the show are going to be people from Israel and, and other places who are going to be checking in regarding the 15th anniversary celebration of Nefesh Benefesh. And on Wednesday... Uh, J.M. in the A.M. early in the morning. We're going to be speaking with uh, many of the rabbinic leaders who are in Florida for the Y.U. Yarche Kala and uh, really getting a perspective from people around North America, leaders around North America, uh, how their community celebrates Israel and keeps Zionism as an important uh, a topic and subject for their community. So that'll be Tuesday and Wednesday, our little tribute to Nefesh Benefesh, plus, a, uh, like I say, a, a boost of Zionism. And the real inspiration, then we'll be back in the studio on Thursday morning. Wow, amazing. This is just a, it's, it's an amazing time. And, and, you know, thank you again for joining us this morning. I know you're oh, so time. busy getting ready for today. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be listening. 
And, Thank you, uh, Matas. Thank you so yeah. much. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thanks, yeah, Nachum. It is uh, just about time to wrap up today's show. And uh, we appreciate Nachum joining us this morning. As uh, as he talked about, the great uh, Nefesh Benefesh Mega Aliyah event taking place today at uh, 12 o'clock noon. And that will be uh, at the John Jay College in New York City. Uh, so Nachum will be broadcasting from noon until 3. And then, uh, as he said, there's a whirlwind uh, whirlwind trip he's taking <laughs> down to Florida and getting everything done there with the Nefesh Benefesh program. Uh, my thanks again to Naomi Nachman for joining us this morning. You can get her uh, brand new cookbook for Pesach uh, and all year round on Amazon.com at Artscroll.com. My thanks to Rabbi Tani Prero of uh, Yagila Wilderness Camp for joining us. Very informative uh, interview and sounds like a great program. You can contact him at Tani, T-A-N-I, at uh, Yagilu.com. Thanks again, everyone. We'll be here next week, Sunday morning, with JM Sunday. Enjoy the day. Enjoy the week. Have a great Shabbos. Good Chodesh. And we'll see you next time right here on JM Sunday.